All right, day player on 720 WGN. We are a little bit more than 24 hours away from the Chiefs and the 49ers playing the big game. Dozens of advertisers will flock to the Super Bowl to ready to pay out a small fortune to CBS in a bid to grab some attention. But they won't crave as much of the valuable recognition as they might have just a few years ago. While some Super Bowl commercials that run on CBS uh, may shock or surprise you, most will aim to comfort or amuse as marketers pull back on pushing the envelope. The bulk of the 70 or so Super Bowl commercials that run will rely heavily on celebrities such as Kate McKinnon, Tina Fey, Jason Momoa, LL Cool J, and few of them will expand beyond the usual 30 to 60 second running time. Anheuser-Busch InBev has spent almost a year grappling with the aftermath of a marketing initiative for Bud Light that had unintended results. This year's Super Bowl ad from Bud Light sibling Budweiser depicts a scenario in which the Clydesdale horses help bring beer to a bar in a storm that has knocked out power. Very simple. Uh, Paramount Global has sought between $6.5 million and $7 million for a package that includes a 30-second ad on CBS, an ad time via simulcast on Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus streaming service. So the cost of a commercial for the first time has stalled around the same price but on three different networks now. So this afternoon, we're previewing those Super Bowl commercials with show regular Jeff Rogers. He's marketing executive and pitch coach for winmorepitches.com. Jeff, welcome in. Thanks for having me, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Don't care. Don't care. It's so cold cold in here. (laughs) So here's something interesting. So the Super Bowl, as we always talk about the price of these things, they've stalled for the last couple of years. So in 73, and I know we're talking over 50 years ago, it was 100 grand. In 95, it was a million. People lost their minds in 2012 when it was 4 million. Then it was 5 million. Now we're talking, it's, it's been the same price since 2021, and now the Super Bowl is going to air on CBS, on Nickelodeon, which I'm not sure if the kids are going to watch it on there, but it's also going to be on the Paramount Plus streaming service. So you're getting kind of three networks for the price at once, so maybe the bang for the buck is a little better? It That's the plan, right? These yeah. sort of mixed streaming um, in, institutional yeah, yeah. stations with their streaming yeah. uh, siblings Seeing how that plays, seeing what that does for the uh, the eyeballs and the the sort of attraction rate, it'll be an interesting play, especially because the cost is relatively the same, the price is the same. The um, like my grandfather bought a Super Bowl spot back in uh, the mid seventies, and um, we still have it in the family. And uh, I'm going to cash it in. I think I'm going <laughs> to. I think I'm going to just buy just sure, a show family movies for thirty seconds. Why not this year? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Good God. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. It'll be interesting um, to see what plays on Nickelodeon. I mean, they do get a pretty big audience there because of their whole splatter uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon thing. So they do have fun with it. Mm-hmm. The mix of ads that can play on all three, that's a relatively small window, right? Yeah, that's very uh, true. You got to have something that applies. But uh, the, the numbers that come out of this will be interesting. How they track them will also be interesting into the... Um, from the different sources, uh, like the Roku or the the different oh, that's interesting. right who yeah. hold the channels, right yeah. the space and everything. So the measurements have been changing as well. On the drive over, and I usually demand that my guests pick me up. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. <laughs> usually, it's the other way around. The I'm, guest actually gets treated and, to these things, and I'm and I'm okay sitting in the back. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> that was awkward. Um, we were talking about the fact that. There's a lot more previews this year and 15-second second teasers rather than showing the whole commercial. And with how we are inundated with media, just, I mean, okay, you can talk about regular TV, streaming, 
But just what you're watching clips on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever you're going through on your phone, we are just bombarded with so much content that I think it's going to get lost if they're going to start playing, and some have, playing the entire commercial before the Super Bowl. Why not just wait to this live event and it's like Super Bowl, Oscars, the Grammys, other sporting events that really people sit down and watch in real time. Although earlier this week, I watched Curb, the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I watched the final live when it was on. I had to watch it and sit down when it was on. But why not just leave it for the Super Bowl? Yeah, the the thinking there is, I think, there's two thoughts here. One is that if you start playing the whole thing earlier, yeah. you get much more bang for your buck. We've talked right? about that for yeah. years. The, the idea, that's what the idea is. Yeah. I think what they found was the impact isn't as great. And these teasers also cost a lot less to run. They're 15 seconds. So they can get almost the same amount of interest, generate almost the same amount of interest with a teaser, and then have that impact day of show. Uh, that they're looking for that wow factor to have to land that. Now, the problem with that is if you don't have a great spot. Yeah, it's true. It it's, it's a sort disappointment. Of yeah, it does. yeah it and now does. all of a sudden it's disappointment that you're you're connecting with the brand as opposed to delight. But we talked about in the past that when they would play the whole spot, it caused a lot of conversation in those water cool moments even before the Super Bowl even began. But I think the 15 second teaser can do the same thing. It absolutely does. Yeah, you you get at least seventy five percent. You're not you're not getting twenty five or fifty percent. You're getting seventy five percent eyeball rate, buzz rate, um, talk capture, yeah. as you would with the full spot. So it's a great play, and now they've built something up. I, I'm a little afraid that they're out of practice with it, and a lot mm. of the spots won't live up to the hype, which is okay. what the other thing was. Years ago, if you remember. Yeah, Yeah. but it happened last year, too. Yeah, right. It did. did. But the three questions still remain. Does the ad build the brand? Mm -hmm. Does it blow away their competitors? And does it engage viewers enough to drive sales? Because it can be funny. How many times have you walked away from a commercial and said, God, that was funny? And three hours later, you don't know what the brand was. it was for. You remember the commercial, who was in it, how funny it was? Yeah. The brand never came through. Yeah, you can repeat every line of dialogue from the commercial and never associate a brand with it. So it's got to strike on a lot of levels. Uh, but that's the risk that they take. And hopefully, um, when they've pitched this idea, they're talking to a specific audience. The problem I find a lot of the brands have is that they're trying to talk to everybody with one ad. That's a mistake. Yeah. What they need to do is talk to the one audience they know that they're going to get ringing the register uh, and make sure that they have a connection with them. Everybody else is ancillary. Great. If they're an adjacent audience, fantastic. They'll be, they'll enjoy the little spot. If they're not talking to, directly to their specific target, then I think they've missed the opportunity. We are talking to marketing executive Jeff Rogers with a preview of this year's Super Bowl commercials. And we're going to talk about the spots themselves after this on 720 WGN. Dave Flyer on 720 WGN. We're talking to my pal Jeff Rogers. He's marketing executive and pitch coach for winmorepitches.com. And we're talking about this year's Super Bowl commercials that we're all going to see tomorrow. So some of the highlights and teases, uh, we were talking about this earlier about Taylor Swift, and I know people are either fans or they're just done hearing her name in all of this. But even since Taylor has been dating Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and regularly appearing at games, her legion of fans have also quite suddenly become NFL viewers. And many are invested enough in the sport that they've snapped up game tickets, jerseys, memorabilia, streaming subscriptions, 
And here's some stats. 16% of consumers said Swift had influenced them to spend money on football. And Gen Zers, 24% of them, 20% of millennials say they're more interested in football this year because of this relationship. And that helps to counter what they've been talking about for years, that there's been declining interest in the NFL and other professional sports. So you can't avoid the fact that she's probably brought some more eyeballs to the game. Well, here's what's really interesting about that. When we work with agencies, advertising agencies, marketing agencies, PR agencies, and we're talking to them about how to pitch, you have to have two things in your pitch, a great story and then the data to back it up, right? You've Mm -hmm. got to have both elements and know the audience that you're talking to. So when you start talking about those numbers of that demographic Mm -hmm. watching for the first time, it's, yeah, it's complete. It's through the roof. Yeah. So, now that story that you tell better be relatable to that audience, right? So we talked about the targeted audience. You better relate to that audience on a different level because it's not the same audience. And if you pull the same stuff, it's absolutely not going to resonate. So it leads me to say that beauty ads from the Super Bowl have not been a big thing, never been a big thing. And it's really been decades since you've seen them. There's three. Yeah. And they attribute it L'Oreal, Elf Cosmetics, and is it Elf or ELF? I have no idea. I, I believe it's ELF. So L'Oreal, ELF Cosmetics, and Dove. First uh, time they've advertised in 18 years, but they all feel that you know the connection to Swift is undeniable to put these in a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, I've seen some of the Elf uh, teaser spots, and it's interesting. I'm not sure. Here's the thing that's interesting about that. I'm not sure they know how to play in this sandbox yet. So there might be a learning curve here about how they communicate and what they communicate and what it's good for. So while they're talking to that audience, they also have this other audience, this this larger audience, the outer ring that is also watching and going to have comments, going to have opinions about it. So it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. But even if they talk to a smaller audience and that brand does resonate with them, it's a good thing, I guess, right? Absolutely. What you don't want to have is have the brand um, uh, really, like if you remember, I hate to do this, uh, Groupon, when uh, Mm -hmm. their ads that Mm -hmm. that really dislocated a lot of uh, uh, demographics based on their spot. They hit the one they wanted, but everybody else said no. And so you that's got, an interesting you got a analogy. little uh, balancing act to pull there as well. Beer is king. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, this. Uh, just stop right there. Beer is king. Beer is Let's king. Just <laughs> but Budweiser, um, you said to me that the Clydesdales, you know, they saved the day. So it's very simple. It's very old school marketing. They're not playing to to make you laugh out loud. It's just go grab a beer. Do you remember the Clydesdales? You said maybe the Clydesdales have have kind of jumped the shark a little bit, but they're definitely using this for a very safe spot. Yeah, and I Maybe think... too safe. I think it's... Well, I think it's too safe, and I think it's old. I don't yeah. think there's anything new to it. There's no new heartstring being pulled here, and it feels like they're doing it for that reason. But before this... The, the land of the Clydesdales was a magical place, and you could get emotional there, right? And yeah. they did, and they did it well. Now it feels like, oh, we're doing that again. Yeah. Oh, really? I remember yeah. the first time. Post Malone for Bud Light. I saw teasers for that. Again, simple, in a bar, guys drinking beer. Yeah. You know, um, Superior Beach, um, uh, Jason Sudeikis and Dan Marino, and that one from Michelob Ultra. There's Rob Riggle for Miller Light, which... I got to say, that one... I, I'm I, confused of what it... I'm confused, yeah. He's in, he's in good shape. That's what I saw. He's Well, he's a super enjoyable guy. He is. Very fun. Has a definite personality. It, it absolutely tracks with their demographic. Yeah. 
But man, based on what I saw, I, I don't know what to think. And I think that's a problem. So seeing what we've seen so far for beer, just the teasers and the auto industry. So these two are usually the kings of the Super Bowl. They seem like they're a small player this year. So automotive, Detroit's big three car makers, all passed on the Super Bowl. You got Christopher Walken for BMW. You got Volkswagen, Kia, and Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin for Kawasaki. Yeah, I'm not seeing much in those two categories that usually drew, drove the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw the Kawasaki one, and it's it's silly, uh, mm-hmm. it's fun, but it's also, I mean, it it hits that demographic. But you know, is this the right place for that spend? Yeah, I mean, it's a massive spend for yeah. for what they're doing. It'll be interesting to see how that goes over. But you know, there's CEOs of companies that just um, have the money and they'll just figure out how to spend it and it's all full of ego and their oh, brand doesn't belong yeah, there. Yeah, there's a complete <laughs> ego trip attached to that. Yeah. You know that. Um, all right. So snacks and food and kind of what I put in the category of other are, are more, cele- we talked about more celebrity uh, celebrity driven. Jeremy Renner. In general. In general. Uh, in general, this year, yeah. the celebrity, bringing out the celebrity seems to be the big play. Yeah. In years past, you've seen homemade commercials right doritos had a big campaign yes. around that and but now it's all about getting the uh, celebrities so jeremy renner who's yeah been, was like physically crushed this is his first literally, comeback, literally yeah crushed. a spot with his daughter um for silk you know the, yeah, the, the milk, the milk yeah. Sub- mm-hmm. chris pratt for pringles anthony hopkins for cold brew coffee because you you put those two together yeah absolutely that's where you play it <laughs> um, so i saw the uh i saw the chris pratt one yeah that or uh, not chris pratt uh the um uh, jeremy, jeremy renner. renner pretty amazing you, well, you sit there watching it and you're like oh this is a, this is a great story well and you're happy for him yeah exactly yeah, honestly it's a, it's a and you good. associate that happiness with the brand right so emotionally you you're connecting that, yeah. that yeah. and it's yeah. w- which is brilliant that's a brilliant play on their part much like chris jenner and the twist of the oreo right not at all yeah that's <laughs> no. not uh, that's a very different twist Mor- martin lawrence and oikos uh the yogurt uh hellman's has a, a a tease out there with kate mckinnon and pete davidson about a hellman's mayonnaise cat yeah i just think they're funny and so i'm, I'm probably gonna laugh at it anyway when exactly. it's all said and done uh lynn chocolate has never done anything and it's a commercial talking about just the roundness of their chocolates but it's it's pericomo round and round it's <laughs> which is bizarre. it's bizarre yeah it, but lint I, I love the fact that they're trying they're going for it they're going to do something First that's timers. out there yeah. and it's like yeah let's take a swing and it's like okay i'll, I'll give you plenty of room for that Two that belong together, the actresses, and they've done stage stuff together, like Jenna Ortega for Doritos and Aubrey Plaza for Mountain Dew. These two are the wackiest, you know, yeah. d- bizarre women, uh, to, and they're funny. And they're funny. They're, they're such a, almost a dry funny. I, I was just going to say, Aubrey is one of the most dry actresses, comedians, uh, and her spot is utterly perfect for her. Yeah. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but... It, it's a really fun spot. She's just awesome. DoorDash, FanDuel, uh, TikToker, Addison Ray. I had to look her up for nerds. Dan Marino, Terrell Owens, and Bruce Smith for M&M's. Ken Jeong for Popeye's. Drumstick ice cream with Eric Andre. Now, first of all, just so everybody knows this, and I've seen this on social media a million times, and you look at the ingredients, it's not ice cream. No. <laughs> it's no, not. No. It's actually the worst product no, it's to actually put in your body. closer to a drumstick, like yeah. a literal drums. Wait, hold on a second. They're- Oh, they're sponsoring this. Oh, yeah. No, they're great. the best. One of the best <laughs> tasting. Sponsoring today's show. And you know what? Yeah. Gluten-free. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
Let me try one after have, the show. I have no idea. So I just blow true. up. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Um, other is there's a lot of other categories here. Um, Bet MGM. I saw it tease Vince Vaughn, Wayne Gretzky. God, I can't talk. Um, in the other category, I've got Bet MGM, Vince Vaughn, Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, it was funny the tease, but I like that I could wait and look at this. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, State Farm, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Etsy has a spot. Uh, CrowdStrike does. Um, a mountain of entertainment, which is great for Paramount. Well, I was going to say you, you mentioned uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, that that is an interesting play right now for him. Uh, he he had the book out last year, so it's an interesting play to have him uh, do this. He's got. It's more of an interesting play for him as he starts exploring what he can do commercially. Oh, okay. with his brand as opposed to for State Farm because now we see this uh, Schwarzenegger taking on this uh, he's got a television series on Netflix I think right. Fubar mm-hmm. and it, it's an interesting play for him and he's sort of um laying down the path of what can be done for an aging celebrity so now all of a sudden that play is a new kind of twist on it interesting that that's how you how you see that um, there's a couple streaming services, Paramount Plus and Pluto TV. So Paramount Plus, a mountain of entertainment. I did see that. Yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart, Drew Barrymore, Peppa Pig, Jeff Probst. It was funny. I, I you know, Patrick I've Stewart. seen it now, but yeah. like, I, but I think it was really good. He's great. He's fantastic. He yeah. has so much fun with his standing, yeah. right, and his the perception of who he is. He messes with that beautifully. It, it's just perfect. But it shows like the the variety, the diversity of what you can watch on Paramount Plus. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Uh, Pluto TV, which you know, it's a classic TV service, but it also has a lot of movies and 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 more contemporary shows. Um, I lo- I watch it. I th- I'll throw it on my laptop. I'll throw it on my phone if I'm just doing something in the background. Right now, they are streaming every Super Bowl commercial on a new pop-up channel until February 21st. Yeah. Which is amazing. I, That's I, I love that. All I have playing. 54, 55 years of, of yeah. doing that. Um, <laughs> but I like that they're jumping in. I mean, Pluto TV, when I've talked to people, at least my demographic, they don't know who Pluto TV is, but it's all for us. Right. A chunk of it is, and they don't know what it is because it's streaming. Yeah. And they're not into that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of an older channel. I haven't seen it. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with it. Did it's for s- older. I mean, much older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Booking.com. <laughs> Did you see any of that? Tina Fey. Uh, I did Close. see it. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's, you, you know what? You were in Second City with Tina Fey. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. And it's funny because Melissa McCarthy had that, you know, sort of the last year's uh, mm-hmm. uh, booking spokesperson. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I. It's funny I, you say that because I love Tina Fey and yep, I walked away 100%. from it going. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. And okay. the same with Melissa McCarthy last year. I was like, you've got these literal titans of, of yeah. comedy who, I, I mean, were they involved in the writing? <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like maybe not. Question. I feel like they walked in, took their check, and, and God bless them for doing it. That's that's part of it. But um, There's also one for PETA, and it's Edie Falco. And I know I've, I've seen people write about the fact that she reprises her role as Carmela Soprano. I didn't see that at all. There's definitely two thugs coming in the house. I want to be clear. You're not talking about the bread. <laughs> It's, no, it's not for the no, bread. No, no, it is. Uh, you know, but it, it, I mean, at the end, it's impactful. But uh, the vision of a, of a mother cow chasing their calf—it's. It, I get it at the end, but I don't. The first part wasn't necessary. It doesn't tie in together with me. And Edie Falco is such a talented woman. I just, I don't. Oh. It's, it's just not a yeah, spot. Yeah, she's that incredible. I would, um, but they've never been accused of subtlety. 
That's true. PETA doesn't do subtle. There's also a spot on a very serious note on anti-Semitism, which I think is the right time um, to discuss that based on what's going on on our planet. All right. Jeff Rogers, marketing executive and pitch coach for winmorepitches.com. Talk about win more pitches. Well, what we're doing is we're working with um, ad agencies, marketing agencies, PR agencies to help their um, sort of up and coming uh, uh, creative directors and, and uh, account executives learn how to pitch. Um, because a lot of them came up during the pandemic and there was a little bit of a gap between them coming up and some of the senior folks uh, pitching and, and the younger folks being able to watch that. And so they've missed that learning curve. And social skills in well, that interim too. There, there's a lot of that stuff that's going around, right? And they're looking for, they would like that training. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the only way you can get that training is by doing it. It's reps. And by you. Yeah. And that that's what we help them <laughs> yeah, with is we yeah. teach them how to do that to tell the story and then back that up with data. You, you got to have both, both things. Uh, and then the third thing is the um, really the practice and the coaching for it. So we, uh, uh, Scott Smith, who was on a couple of years ago, yeah, I think uh, right. uh, he's a, a Super Bowl directing, a creative director, writer. Yeah. Um, and I have teamed up to uh, bring this service to all of these folks and it's been going gangbusters. It's I love it. Filling up the calendar. Yeah. Winmorepitches.com. Jeff, this was a pleasure. 10 years, by the way, we've been doing this. Really? I went and looked back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd have gotten better. <laughs> I know. I mean, good for you for still doing it. I, that's great. Look at you. <laughs> okay. That's it for us. That'll be my exit interview. Yeah, that right is there, it. Right? That is That'll it right be. there. That's your last one. Uh, enjoy the big game tomorrow. <laughs> Top stories for the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom are next.